Welcome to Irvine, California, where it's easy to play like pros. At the heart of Irvine's competitive culture is Great Park, the region's premier 194-acre multi-sport complex, equipped for youth teams to Olympians and everything in between. Plus, Great Park's expansion is underway. With near-perfect weather and a thriving sports scene, Irvine is the place to play. Visit DestinationIrvine.com for more information. College basketball season is set to tip off today, but I don't think anybody knows what to really expect this year and whether we can actually make it all the way to March Madness. That's where we start our morning buzzcast for today, Wednesday, November 25th. I'm Rick Ellington filling in for Abe Madcord this morning. As a North Carolina alum, I've been waiting for this day for a long time, a chance to put last year's disappointing Tar Heel season behind us and move on to see what the next iteration of Heels has in store. So I'll be in front of a TV tonight at 6 o'clock, ready to watch Carolina take on the College of Charleston. I just hope that there will actually be a game that I'm watching. And that's really the state of college basketball as we start this 2021 season. Hope and pray that everything is all right. The sport has already been plagued by the COVID-19 pandemic. As already more than 200 games have either been canceled or altered due to positive cases. Additionally, several notable coaches have been sidelined after testing positive themselves. Michael Smith in Tuesday night's SBJ College Newsletter chronicled the journey of Stephen F. Austin dealing with changing opponents and then outright cancellations due to positive tests. Preseason tournaments all over the country are doing everything they can just to put teams on the court. The Bad Boy Motors crossover classic in South Dakota, for instance, has seen six of its original eight participants drop out. I've seen several top observers within the sport call the early days of this season, frankly, nothing short of a shit show. The obvious main question now is whether or not college basketball can withstand this early challenge and make it to March Madness in Indianapolis. You can bet that the schools and the NCAA itself will do everything they can to make that happen, because it's not a stretch to say that their long-term survival really depends on it. We've all seen how even some of the wealthiest and most stable athletic departments in the country are struggling without the payments from last season's tournament, and the NCAA itself makes the vast majority of its money from the 68-team field. There's no question that officials are carefully watching the progress being made on the various coronavirus vaccines that are in development, and maybe, hopefully, in several months, we're at a different place where we can all breathe a little easier regarding the pandemic. But right now, it looks like College Hoops isn't even taking things day by day, but more hour by hour. Turning our attention to football and the impact that the coronavirus is having there, the Baltimore Ravens are still scheduled to leave on Wednesday to fly to Pittsburgh for their Thanksgiving night matchup against the undefeated Steelers, despite a small outbreak among the team. There have been 10 members of the franchise, five staff members and five players, to test positive in recent days. However, it looks like the situation hasn't reached the point where a potential postponement is in the discussion. You can figure that NBC is certainly holding its breath for the game to take place as scheduled. The Thanksgiving night slot always delivers a huge audience for the network, and it figures to be even higher this year with a national brand like the Steelers playing and trying to keep alive their undefeated season. Meanwhile, one of college football's best rivalry games has been put on the shelf for the first time in more than a century. Wisconsin and Minnesota's battle over the axe, which has been contested for 113 straight years, is off after an outbreak 
in the Gophers athletic department. There are a couple international stories that I think are worth keeping an eye on as we reach this holiday weekend. First, as was in Tuzi's SPD Global issue, Zlatan Ibrahimovic and Gareth Bale are claiming that EA Sports is using their names and likenesses in the hugely popular FIFA video game franchises without their permission. I'm sure that many athletes here in the States will be watching to see what transpires from this case. And then there's John Wall, who is the latest current or former NBA player to invest in a team in Australia's National Basketball League. Wall is joining the ownership group of the Southeast Melbourne Phoenix, which already has former players like Zach Randolph and Josh Childress among their investors. This comes just a week or so after Pacers all-star Victor Oladipo joined the ownership group in the league's New Zealand Breakers. You can see that there's something going on down in Australia and New Zealand that is attracting some of these NBA stars. That's your buzzcast for Wednesday. We'll be off for a couple days due to the Thanksgiving holiday, but we'll be back and ready to go strong on Monday morning. I certainly hope that everybody enjoys the break and that you stay safe no matter how you celebrate this unique holiday. Welcome to Irvine, California, where it's easy to play like pros. At the heart of Irvine's competitive culture is Great Park, the region's premier 194-acre multi-sport complex, equipped for youth teams to Olympians and everything in between. Plus, Great Park's expansion is underway. With near-perfect weather and a thriving sports scene, Irvine is the place to play. Visit DestinationIrvine.com for more information.